Namaskar. This is Akhilesh Pargav. Welcome to Tidbits on Business and Finance with me. The newspapers have been reporting brisk Diwali sales as also packed airlines and packed hotels as an eager Indian consumer resumes his spending. It is festival time and in the glow and cheer of Diwali, let us let optimism prevail despite the fact that downgrades of growth forecasts are taking place globally, including downgrades of growth forecasts for the Indian economy. With each passing month, there has been a deceleration in growth as a recession is at the door of many a nation, with India being a likely exception to it. The present growth slowdown is because of the fact that while the world economy had barely caught out of the damaging effects of the COVID pandemic, the Ukraine war immediately set in thereafter, thus killing not just the incipient economic recovery that we are seeing, but also unleashing another storm for the world to deal with. It has disrupted demand and supply like never before, and it has also triggered a massive price rise with no end in sight as yet. The fact is that few nations have been able to endure this storm and the recession is imminent for many major economies like those of America, United Kingdom and the European Union. It will take many years before the inflation demon is slayed and normalcy is restored in global trade and global growth. So coming back to the festival cheer and optimism, India is expected to be an exception to this deceleration and recession and it is expected to continue to be on the growth path. Thus, as per the latest IMF estimates, India is expected to grow in the range of 6 to 7% during the current financial year 2023, with a slowdown expected in financial year 2024, which is not expected to be too sharp and too worrisome. The factors that support India's growth and ward off a recession in these times are its massive domestic demand, its better state of finances of the government, India's relatively low external borrowings, its improved and better chances of increase in exports because of the expected shift of production from China to India, its adequate forex reserves, its rising FDI, a likely surge in private sector investments and an improved balance sheet of banks, NBFCs, financial institutions, etc., which supports their willingness to lend. It is because of all these factors that India is expected to be an outlier and it is not going to get into a recession, which consensus says at the moment. The first affirmation of India's growth prospects amidst this times comes from the credit rating agency Fitch, which in its recent review retained and affirmed India's sovereign rating to triple B minus, even though that is its lowest investment grade rating. But the point is, it did not downgrade it. Fitch said that India's public finances remain the key driver of its rating, having been only modestly affected by the global developments on the external front. The rating agency says that India is relatively insulated from global volatility due to the government's limited reliance on external financing by way of foreign borrowings. India's gross external debt at 18.6% of its GDP in 2022 is pretty much low 
as compared to an average of 72% for the triple B rated nations in 2021, says Fitch. Fitch then says that India's large forex reserves provide reassurance about its debt repayment capacity and that short-term external debt is a mere 24% of its forex reserves and thus there cannot be a short-term run on its forex reserves. India's forex reserves appear to be sufficient enough to cushion risks associated with the rapid monetary policy tightening in the US and the high global commodity prices. Fitch further says that though India's current account deficit is at 2.8% in September, which is incidentally the highest in nearly four years, and which is expected to increase to 3.4% by March 2023, as against 1.2% in March 2022. Yet, India's forex reserves cover in September 2022 remains strong, and it is at about 8 to 9 months of India's imports. The rating agency points out that this is much higher than the cover of 5 to 6 months of imports during the last global economic crisis, which was the taper tantrums of 2013. Such an improved position of forex reserves offers scope to the authorities in India to utilize the reserves to smooth large and longer periods of external stress and they are expected to be there. Further comfort comes from the fact that foreign investor holdings of domestic sovereign debt is a mere 2% of the total government debt which is negligible and it is no cause for worry. Fitch expects the current account deficit to fall to 2% of India's GDP in financial year 2024 owing to the expected easing of global energy prices. It thus expects India's forex reserves to remain stable and India's current account deficit to remain at a sustainable level. Moreover, due to its robust medium-term growth outlook on India given by Fitch, it expects it to facilitate the financing of India's current account deficit primarily and particularly from the rising FDI inflows into India. Amidst the gloomy global economic forecast and a rapid deceleration in the economic position of many nations, Fitch therefore gives a glowing forecast about the Indian economy, particularly on the external front, which has been the bugbear and downfall of many emerging economies. Yet another reassuring and optimistic forecast about the growth prospects of the Indian economy come from India's chief economic advisor, who in a recent article in the Mint wrote that the IMF recently updated its growth forecast of the global economy and of individual countries. The estimates, he says, are not just somber, but the downside risks also dominate, which means that things can only get worse from here. He then says that India's growth forecast for the current financial year has been downgraded from 7.4% to 6.8% by the IMF, which is still a robust growth rate in these circumstances. For the next financial year, which is financial year 23-24, the IMF expects India's growth rate to be 6.1%, which is the highest in the G20 nations. So India's growth will remain in the range of 6%, even though the chief economic advisor says that India can do much better. He then points out that between 2018 to 2022, India's economic growth has been below its potential because the financial sector stress 
coming on the back of a credit boost that we saw during the years 2008 to 2013 always leads to a long period of slow economic growth in any nation india's banking non-banking and non-financial corporate sectors had to thus fix their balance sheets and shore up their equity from 2014 onwards and that explains why growth did not take place then and then by the time it was done the covid pandemic struck followed by the geopolitical shock of the ukraine war and now the synchronized tightening of the global financial conditions has become a problem but between all these india's structural reforms have continued including the introduction of the gst introduction of ibc rera tax reforms privatization setup of public digital infrastructure and the ramp up of government spending which has shot up by 2.8 times between 2015 to 2022 india's chief economic advisor also points out that india's growth can go up by a further 0.5% if the private sector investment starts and if the external demand turns favorable then it can even exceed 8% according to him india's growth story has scope for optimism but any premature celebration is certainly avoidable risks to india's growth are plenty and being a global economic power it can elevate geopolitical risk for india which would hit india's growth in case that happens this was the optimistic picture painted by india's chief economic advisor yet another thumbs up for the indian economy comes from sanjeev mehta the managing director of hindustan unilever limited who says that india is unlikely to face a recession and that it remains a bright spot thus sounding a note of cheer amidst what the economic times calls a grim global economic commentary he is optimistic that our economy will grow in the range of 6 to 7% which would be a great achievement in the current circumstances mr mehta says that there are two imperatives for the government one is to tame inflation and the second is to keep the economy growing he further says that halfway through the current financial year few large economies can say with a reasonable degree of confidence that they can grow in the vicinity of 6 to 7% which india does according to him the reserve bank of india and the government have been doing a good job despite the challenges that we all face the fact is that it has been a record breaking sales for many in this diwali while it may not be enough to recover past losses incurred by them which includes losses borne by the retailers by airlines by hotels etc in the past two years but then these kind of sales have certainly brought optimism and a sense of cautious confidence is back the challenges remain but we will discuss them some other day Let's presently bask in the light, cheer, and optimism of Diwali. This is Akhil Bhargav signing off. Till we meet again. Namaskar. Now be the first to know about the latest updates on our new news app. Go on your Android or iOS. Search for HW News Network. Download our app. Choose the language you prefer to get updates in, and be up to date with the latest news.